What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and this is going to be a great show we got for you guys lined up. We got plenty to talk about. Of course, we are one week away from Avengers Endgame, so we'll be giving you guys a little preview of what we're expecting to see, what we're hoping to see next week. Also on today's show, Kevin Feige uh, making some interesting comments regarding where Spider-Man Homecoming fits into the whole landscape of the MCU. Some It was surprising to some, his remarks, so we'll break those down. We also got a new trailer for X-Men uh, Dark Phoenix and uh, some unfortunate cancellations of TV shows and uh, an abrupt halting of production in one show that's supposed to debut next month. So, plenty to get to. Uh, we also got episodes of The Flash and Arrow to recap this week. Those will be our episode recaps. So, again, it should be a fun show. Thank you guys for joining us. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, what are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, happy birthday, EJ. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, I am taping this show for my birthday. <laughs> uh, so, that's first and foremost. <laughs> this guy's turned 28. So, that's exciting. Um, Thank you, guys. Uh, but, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to, forward to talking about uh, Endgame. I mean, we got Endgame next week. I mean, that has to be the, the, the thing that's at the forefront of all of our minds. This Endgame and tr- frantically trying to avoid spoilers on the internet. Um, yeah, just just preparing the pre-prep for this show was just like walking through a minefield. Yep. I couldn't avoid some stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, it's our, already, and we're a week away, I'm already getting spoiled and stuff. So, um, uh, so yeah, definitely be careful out there, but that's definitely what I'm looking forward to. Joining me also on the show today is Kendall Stewart. Kendall, thanks for joining us as always. Yes. Uh, what are you excited to talk about today? Um, yeah, I mean, like Shamari said, happy birthday, EJ. Thank you. But, um, yeah, we uh, we have a, a, I think a good show lined up. You know, I we we've got um, you know, obviously Avengers Endgame coming up this week. It's kind of our preview show for Avengers Endgame, so we'll talk about that. But uh, we also got uh, a new X-Men Dark Phoenix trailer, which um, actually is going to be the final one. And I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, Whether it was good or bad or not, uh, you'll see. But uh, also we had two major uh, weeks, or at least two two major runs in both The Flash and Arrow. So I'm excited to talk about those as well. Let's start off the show talking about Endgame, because this movie comes out this upcoming Thursday. Obviously, the hype for this movie is immense. It is Marvel's uh, most important movie to date. It's his biggest movie to date. This is going to be the movie that uh, we assume is going to put together what the MCU is going to look like post, uh, you know, I guess post this movie. But um, but I mean, obviously, the uh, the the status quo of the MCU was shaking greatly after the events of uh, Infinity War, where you saw Thanos snap away half of existence. Uh, getting rid of some of our most favorite heroes that we've gotten accustomed to. That includes uh, Spider-Man, Black Panther, um, Winter Soldier, Falcon, Scarlet Witch. He, he uh, took out Loki. He took out uh, Vision. So it was a, a pretty, pretty big event. We know that some of those characters, almost all the characters I just named, uh, have some kind of future in the MCU post that movie so we assume we're going to see those people come back somehow we don't know how that's going to be but we would assume that that's going to be uh, decided in this movie sham this is a a big event obviously um i guess i'll just toss it to you and what are your expectations for next week uh boy um i'm expecting to see 
to be absolutely floored and to leave my theater with my jaw on the floor. That's what I'm expecting. I feel like they're hiding. They are hiding things, possibly several things, possibly X Men related. Sound, sound like Pusha T. Like you are hiding a movie. <laughs> <laughs> they are hiding. They are being very secretive on purpose. They are hiding um, some big. I'm talking like nuclear size secrets. Uh, it's more bold prediction. That's my that's my bold prediction. Bold prediction for the week is we're getting some. They're gonna we're gonna drop a nuke. You can't, you won't be able to go on the internet when this movie well, drops. We'll have to uh, we'll have to give we we'll have to each give a bold prediction for uh, what we expect. That that's fair. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think you're gonna be go, able to go on the internet. Like we're either gonna see like Wolverine's mask or um, <laughs> you know you, like you won't be able to go online. It's already bad, man. I saw someone uh, Photoshop. The last scene in uh in uh the Wolverine, where like his like uh his suit, yeah, but, and, but they photoshopped it to be like the the white and red Avenger space suit. <laughs> just, just like first time I joined, I had to like pause for a second. I was like, oh no, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine son, if I <laughs> that joint was real. I saw the person below like Cindy on the left bottom left corner to show that it was their artwork or whatever. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I but, wouldn't I wouldn't even believe. But that. I saw that joint, I was like. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'll be like, there's no way they Whoa, filmed that. Going in space. <laughs> I was like, they didn't, they didn't film that for this. I, I had to pause for a second, man. The, the Photoshop was very, was very, very uh, deceiving, man. It was like, well man, they, done, man. They finished this movie before uh, that deal even concluded. So how would they <laughs> shove Wolverine into such a big plot of the movie? They shot like a whole different movie that had Wolverine <laughs> in it this whole time. There's no way. Um... But yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I'm honestly. That's what I would say. Uh, I think it, that's what I expect is. I expect it to be a fantastic movie, first of all, with tons of action. Um, uh, but I expect it to really have a lot of big secrets that and things that we're not expecting. What's a bold prediction for you? Since Kendall made your guy made the good point and the good idea that we should have one each have one. Um, bold prediction. Uh, I, I mean, I've already been uh, potentially spoiled on some things, which I don't like, but. Don't spoil us in this <laughs> yeah, conversation. Yeah, not uh, like stay away from. Yeah, stay away from what you may know. Uh, stay away from the spoiler things. I think that um, I think we're gonna get at least a hint of um, how they're gonna use Fantastic Four and or the X Men. Okay, they're gonna allude to it. Uh, that's that is what I predict. I definitely think they're gonna do that. All right, so, Kendall, what are you expecting from next week? And uh, give us your bold prediction for Endgame. Yeah, I mean, next week, I'm um, expecting, one, a very packed theater. Uh, packed theaters for everywhere, uh, for every time slot, every showtime. Um, but now, for the movie, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting uh, I'm expecting the rundown, or the runtime won't be a huge, uh, you know, like, kind of, like, I don't, I don't think it'll be a huge problem for the movie. I don't think that, um, I feel like this movie will be paced in a way in which, like, like yeah, like I want to see more. You know, it's, what's interesting is that like in all the trailers and the the TV spot, I haven't seen many of the TV spots, but uh, in all the trailers, especially, they haven't really shown you. They've shown you a lot of the same stuff. And for this to be uh, the longest Marvel movie that we've had, and they've probably shown us the least uh, in the pre you know marketing campaign um, of any Marvel movie I think we've ever seen. Then that shows you that there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that we haven't seen in this movie, and that's what's exciting about this movie, especially. Um, 
And then ultimately, you know, this is kind of going to be the end of an era. You know, it's going to be like the a, a culmination of everything that they've led up to. Like Infinity War was going to be crazy because it was, you know, yeah, like you know, Spider Man and Black Panther and Iron Man and Captain America and all these people. Plus, it was our first intro- introduction to Thanos as the villain. But the thing that made Infinity War a little different was that we knew we were getting uh, a part two. So we knew, like, all right, you know, it's not the end. Whatever happened, even going into it, you're like, all right, this is going to be hype. You don't know what's going to happen. But you know that there is going to be what was supposed to be Infinity War Part Two, that, you know, has now eventually become Endgame. So that that dynamic is doesn't exist now. Now we don't really know what's coming up. We know we have Spider-Man coming up. We know we have some of these movies, some of these sequels coming up. But we don't know what's next for the Avengers. We don't know what's uh, gonna. It, we, they could close the story up completely if they want to. You know, like we we know that the X-Men and Fantastic Four will eventually be coming up. So there's a lot of different areas they can go. So I'm excited to see that play itself out. Uh, in terms of a bold prediction. Um, I do not think there will be any X-Men uh, Easter eggs. Um, I don't think there will be a Fantastic Four Easter egg. But I do think, well, I guess in theory, I do think that we, my, my bold prediction is that they set up, they won, they set up who the main, who the big bad for Phase 4 will be. Uh, and I think that it will be uh, Galactus. Mm. I think Silver Surfer, I think there's a chance that Silver Surfer appears as well. You can also my bold prediction. That's why I, I think that that's but where they're going to go to. If I, if I, uh, so I won't steal EJ's prediction. No, uh, no, that's you. you another one that, well, yeah, another one that I had was, um, I also think there's an outside chance that that guy will be, uh, if it's not Galactus, that it'll be King, the Conqueror. And they're, they're, if there's a, a time travel element. So either way, you think it's going to be someone that at some point in time was a Fox property. Yeah, they could whether they were it was acquired in this recent deal or what it was acquired through a back channel deal. Yeah, um, but I do not think it will be before the deal made. But Fantastic Four or X Men, which mm. were kind of the major player that they acquired. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of what I'm expecting, this is going to be uh, I think a very emotional movie. I expect this uh, emotions to be very high. I think that a lot of the stuff that we've seen, I, I do believe we've seen many of the early scenes in this movie. I don't think we've really seen too much of the real conflict and too much of the of the real uh, nip-and-tuck battle scenes that I think will kind of tug at our heartstrings. So I expect this to be a kind of a tough movie to sit through, not because of it not being good, but just because of uh, what's at stake. Um, I expect this movie to be excellent, <laughs> which I maybe is a... Um, Maybe some people say, "Well, of course," but I mean, I, I don't think it's a given, you know. Um, I don't. I I love this. What you say? No, the Age of Ultron wasn't excellent. No, and everyone thought that was going to be like that. I mean, hype that movie was like just at an unbelievable level, similar to Dark Knight, and that was not excellent. Um, I love Infinity War, but it wasn't a perfect movie. Um, I think that this will be a step above Infinity War, and I, I guess in itself maybe is a little bit of a bold prediction because I think that this movie will probably not have so much of the burden of trying to piece together so many different characters and so many different movies. And again, I think Infinity War did an extremely good job of doing that. That was not an easy task. But just with trying to do what they tried to do, it's going to take away a little bit some other aspects of movie making that just are going to be sacrificed. Some characters are going to be sacrificed. Some storylines are going to be sacrificed because at the end of the day, you still got to center the story around a certain amount of people. 
I think this movie dealing with just you know a smaller group, a smaller team will allow them to really zero in on really great character moments, really great uh, singular storytelling that will make it a little easier for the Russos. And um, that three-hour runtime is long, and it's a little. To be honest, I, you know, the more I think about it, I'm not sure. It's surprising me that they felt they needed this time for this movie and not for Infinity War. But um, it's me. It's, I think this. I think at the end of the day, this movie is going to be really wacky. Like I think that um, I think it'll be emotional, but I also think we're going to be. I think there's going to be time travel elements. I think we're going to see things that we just did not expect. Uh, and I think that's why you're going to end up seeing this movie being so long. I think, I think the, how are they going to be able to try to defeat Thanos? It's going to take a long, it's going to take a long plan, uh, a lot of planning, a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of inner workings that are going to have to be done. And that, that can include a lot of crazy stuff. So I, I think this is going to be a really great movie. I'm really excited in terms of a bold prediction. Like I said, I, I do think that they're going to set up most likely Galactus. I think there is a chance we see Silver Surfer in this movie. If there was anything else, if I want to do, since we both kind of, kind of hedged on us having that same prediction, I'm going to say, and I don't know if this is a bold prediction, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to say that I think there's a very good chance that none of the big three die. And I, I, I know that sound, and I, so that Ken, Kendall says it's bold. Okay, so I'll say that that's bold. I mean, I, I say that because as much as we continue to keep talking about how ep- epic of a moment that will be in movie making and that happens, I think we still can't underestimate just like how much money, how much money those three guys have in potential right. with them just being in the fold. It just financially is irresponsible to kill one of them. Yeah, financially, I mean, you're just you're cutting off a, a, a revenue source by <laughs> killing one of them off. So I think that, and if they, if somehow they do die, I like, I, and I, I kind of lose this a couple of weeks ago. I think there's a chance where we may see some kind of Dark Knight Rise situation where actually you see someone they're out in France. Captain America seems like the most likely. Captain America would be out in France somewhere or something like that. Like you know, I, that wouldn't shock me if they did something like that, where we think one of them is dead, maybe, but turns out they're not really dead. They're dead to the point where like, okay, you're not gonna see them in any future movies anytime soon. But like. They're not gone, gone, and the potential to see them at some point is still right. there. Uh, that's uh, my prediction. Also, in terms of another another bold prediction, I I, I won't be surprised if, uh, or not won't be surprised. I expect uh, that we'll get that after this movie, it'll be abundantly clear that Captain Marvel is like the top dog in the MCU. And yeah, like she's gonna be like leading the Avengers and kind of the new face of the, the MCU. Yeah, I can see that as well. Another bold prediction. I like it, and this is it's funny you said the Avengers. I you know, Captain Marvel, you know, also is the leader of a team in the comic books that's not the Avengers. She's a member she's the leader of the Ultimates. And Okay. I wonder if there's a chance that they when they set up what the future is that maybe it's not set up as an Avengers team. If it's something like the Ultimates. Mm. So you think we may not have the Avengers anymore? Maybe not in the in the immediate in the immediate five ten year when five year I'll say window, but you know team up I, I can't imagine they're gonna just go away completely from the team up kind of movies and it's like okay what do you do that's different than the Avengers? See that I I see what you're saying. The only thing I would say is that like similar to what you're saying about the the killing people often. I I think money wise I don't know if they would sacrifice the Avengers. The Avenger name is is pretty 
epic at this point. Yeah, that's why that's why I was thinking too. I was just thinking, I mean, they become such a big brand. Right. Yeah, like people you know. who don't know nothing about <laughs> comics know the, the Avengers. Yeah. But this truly is their last stand though. I think it would be I think it would mean something if they said Okay, the next movies is something different. It's not the Avengers. Like, I agree. Yeah, I'm not saying like that. That would be like I wouldn't really part that mark that down as my bold bold prediction. But like that happened, I could I could see that happening and be like, okay, I, that makes kind of, that kind of makes sense, you know. Especially when I think of Black Panther and and, and and Captain Marvel being two of the new big three, if you include Spider Man. And of course, their, their Spider Man control is very tenuous because Sony still owns them technically, as far as movies are concerned. Is there a way where they say, okay, well, these are two characters that are in a team already, that are in the comic books now? Why don't we just do something like that? And that would also allow them because we see that their uh, exploration to the cosmos seems to be getting greater. The Ultimates work most primarily in the cosmos, and you already introduced. Uh, you already uh, introduced Monica Rambeau in in Captain Marvel. She's Photon. She's also a part of that team. There's already three members already in the Marvel Universe that you've already introduced. So that would be my like crazy like you know if that guy like that guy who had the Tiger Woods bet of the eighty thousand and he made like you know you know a million dollars whatever you mean. <laughs> that would be my bet. Like someone said, oh they're gonna make an Ultimate movie. I would put like you know. The money on that and hope that I win like millions and millions of dollars because like no one thinks that's gonna happen. But I don't think it's insane. That's my big thing. Any last thoughts, Mark, before we move on? Um, no, just I want to see this movie, and I don't want to get spoiled. So people out there that are listening, don't spoil it for other people. Yeah, don't spoil it for other people. Don't spoil it for me. Uh, don't spoil it for anyone. Uh, I know people have leaked the movie and stuff. I mean, it's just as I said on Twitter, man. You're you're. You're a clown and a sucker. If you think that it's cool, if you think it's cool to spoil stuff for the sake of spoiling, I don't. There's no benefit to it, and um, so all y'all, please don't do it. It'll just, it just ruin the fun for everybody, and there's no need for that. Um, staying quickly with Kevin Feige and Marvel and MCU, we got some interesting news this week from Feige because a lot of people were surprised by the idea that, in fact. Phase three does not end with Avengers Infinity uh, Endgame. In fact, uh, Phase three, which was which uh, is ultimately referred to as the Infinity Phase, I believe. Um, no, this is the Infinity uh, Infinity Saga, rather. This whole ten years, um, Phase three actually ends with Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, excuse me, Spider-Man: Far From Home, which is the new Spider-Man movie coming out. Uh, when does it come out? June or July? I always forget the date. Is it May? I don't know. I, thought it was... I don't know. I believe it's June. But... <laughs> no one knows what date it is. Uh, I think it's June, but regardless, that actually will be the f- official end of Phase Four, uh, Phase Three rather. Like a uh, epilogue. What do you say? He said it's, he said it'll it'll work essentially as an epilogue to the new Phase, phase Three. Yeah. Oh, it's the end of Phase Three. I mean, I'm surprised by this a little bit because it seems like I mean the universe is going to be different once Avengers. Endgame happens, but I don't know. I think I feel like the whole Sony MCU thing is kind of a weird deal. Where I wouldn't be surprised this movie like really like like doesn't really work in like the same like way that the other Marvel movies are, where like they're just like not really connecting anything. Like you know, before 
Tony Stark was and you know Happy and Pepper like they were the only like connections to the MCU. But there wasn't besides that there wasn't like this like oh well, this happened here. Besides you know the whole uh, Chitari you know invasion where they they tied it to uh, you know Vulture. But besides that they didn't do much to really tie in the current happenings in the MCU to that movie. Uh, we know Sony's kind of allowed while Marvel has creative say with the Spider-Man movie, Sony also has a great say too. I kind of wonder if they do them in a way in which they're not trying to directly connect them. And I don't know if Marvel is going to be telling, you know, uh, John Watts, hey, like, this is everything that's going to happen in Endgame. So, like, you need to, like, work from it on this way. Like, I think that in order for it, in order for it to be the new, the start of the new phase, you kind of have to know everything about Endgame and what the future plans are. And I just don't know if Sony and Marvel on that kind of level from a, business standpoint and a creative standpoint that they're doing that yeah um the the one thing i would that the one thing i'll say is that um you know i feel like i this isn't like a complete shocker to me you know i think if you would have asked me like what i would have expected i probably would have said yeah this will probably uh this will probably run as a a phase four type of movie but it'll probably be the start of everything else um but it was always oddly, like, it was, it was always, it's always been kind of oddly promoted. You know, it's coming out right after Endgame. Uh, it's the only movie they've really confirmed uh, and we have a release date for uh, coming up after Endgame and for the rest of the year. Um, it's, so everything about that has always been weird, you know, like, the fact that we're at, the fact that we even have it come out, out after Endgame, and there were people saying, "Well, maybe it's maybe it takes place before Endgame, and it would be like a you know a flashback or something." Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know if that would have been possible. But regardless, um, it, it's regard it's it's just hard to explain how this could have been a a Phase Four movie um, while uh, you have all these other movies that they're planning they haven't announced, and they're gonna have. Far from home be that first movie. And then you have a big gap between whatever. Yeah. Do we know what the next movie is before or after uh, Far from Home? I mean, I don't know. They is haven't given Black any Widow? release dates, so we don't really know. I mean, yeah, I, I assume it's. I think we're assuming it's Black Widow. You're getting like, casting and stuff. Hasn't gone Black into Widow. production yet. Yeah. Yeah, and Eternals will probably be also in that in that lane. Right. Yeah. Probably one of these sequels as well. You know, Black Panther. I imagine. Um, They'll try to get out, but so that that's just like that would have been awkward if it's like yeah we're gonna do this first Phase Four movie and then like you know you're not gonna see another Marvel movie for the rest of the year and things everything would be up in the air. Also because I feel like Spider Man, I mean all these movies would be weird movies to start out with Phase Four, but Spider Man would be a weird movie because like EJ mentioned, it kind of is in its own world anyway. So like, are we really gonna be trying to, you know? kind of attach all these strings in a Spider-Man sequel. I mean, you could, but it's just, I don't know if that's the move they would want to make considering the all the, the behind-the-scenes uh, baggage revolving that character. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's not entirely surprising, um, but still not something I expected. Uh, I, I do think it means that there will be a, some major shakeups that they'll have to kind of explain in, in uh, Far From Home. That's the way the Feige kind of, or at least people are kind of interpreting it. Is that like when he says it's going to be an epilogue, it's going to kind of 
explain some of the stuff that happens and explain what the world is like after that. But uh, also, by the way, I, before Shamari goes, um, did you guys see the uh, Mysterio uh, concept art or promo art? I don't believe I did. It got released like it was like an hour ago. But uh, Mysterio's costume is like incredible. Mm. Might be like we remember. I mean, we talked about Vulture being uh, like better than what we expected. But I mean, Mysterio like in this movie, one of the best costumes I've seen in an MCU. But uh, I'll let you guys see that. But uh, Shamari, you can go to. Um, yeah, I mean, as for uh, this movie ending, um, phase three, um, I don't know, I mean, to me, I feel like it makes sense, you know, it doesn't really, um, I agree with Kendall on that, just within terms of the timing of the movies, uh, I think it makes sense, um, I mean, when it comes to the, uh, uh, Sony's relationship with the Marvel Studios, I feel like they have to be. I feel like Sony Sony has to be in the loop with regards to the state of the universe because they're helping make these movies, and the movies have to be. They all have to follow suit. So in this, with and they must have planned for this far beforehand as well because they scheduled these movies so close together. They must have known that this was going to happen. Um. Uh. So yeah, I mean it. This news doesn't really surprise me too much. It's not too much of a... It doesn't really shake... It doesn't really shake anything up too much for me. Because either way, I kind of figured this movie would be... Um, uh, not so much an epilogue as just something that's clearly post-Endgame. But not necessarily something that's going to lead us into the new phase, so to speak. So yeah, I mean this this news is what it is. Um, I am interested to see how this is an epilogue though, because it hasn't really been marketed as such. They're just marketing it as Spider Man's new adventure. So I'm wondering, so, yeah. So I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering what they're gonna add to it or what they haven't shown us um, that is going to, uh, you know, make us think of Endgame. I mean, we do know that Happy is gonna be in the movie. So right. yeah. You know, there's an Iron Man connection uh, from that standpoint. Whatever happens to Iron Man, if anything happens to Iron Man, I imagine it would be referenced quite a bit. Um, we know Nick Fury is going to be in the movie, uh, and Maria Hill as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so, so, yeah. So, like, they as well will also probably have uh, references and ties to the Endgame movie as well, so... Uh, but I think it's going to be bigger than that, though. I think it'll be, like, like for for example, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. might be, like, back again, you know? Or, like, pe- people have already discussed, like, you know, there's a new, you know, there's supposed to be a new tenant for Avengers Tower. People are like, is it Oscorp? Is it uh, the Baxter building? Is it uh, S.H.I.E.L.D.? Mm. And that could, be, that could be something that gets brought up in the movie. But um, regardless, though, um, I think that uh, I think this is going to be uh, an exciting movie. Um, but you guys get a chance to see that costume. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful design. Um, hopefully, it looks that good on screen because uh, the the art 
the, the promo art is just it's perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect mysterious. It looks like something from like a video. A, I say video game, I don't mean like negatively. Like it looks like something like a really awesome video game. Design. Yeah, something from like Injustice. Like something you never would expect to like be able to see on a big screen. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's you never would have thought that his fishbowl costume would, would translate like that. But they did perfect. they did a great job, and I'm happy that you know I I was the one who's been calling for Mysterio for what feels like two like a decade and a half now it seems like um and he's one of my favorite spider-man villains and i kept saying you cannot not do the fishbowl the fishbowl has to be the costume and the fact that they did it they have it looking so great i'm i'm thrilled to see uh how uh far from home comes out but uh we had a trailer this week guys uh x-men dark phoenix came out with their trailer this is a movie that's been uh i'll be honest much maligned during this whole promotional uh run it's had really throughout the whole production you know we've heard about the issues they had during production of course the disney fox deal hanging over his head now we knowing this will definitely be the end of this x-men group as we know it they released their final trailer for what's going to be their final movie uh kendall uh, i'm curious what did you make of this trailer yeah no i mean this this trailer you know it's their final trailer um, you talk about it being kind of much maligned. There's been word recently that it's tracking to be the, you know, worst—not worst, but the the least grossing X-Men movie of all time. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, which is sad. You know, it's, I mean, it's not well, shocking. They're not, they're not promoting it as X-Men, so that yeah. would that would hurt it. That definitely hurts it. Um, I wonder if that confuses people. I, we've talked about it for a while. The movie should have been X-Men: Dark Phoenix. Absolutely. Dark Phoenix, like that's you're fighting a losing battle at that point, <laughs> calling it Dark Phoenix. But and this is separate, but it may also it almost makes you wonder if Disney might have coaxed them to take take the X Men title out. Of it. That's mm. what I think. Personally, wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I definitely I think that's I'm like almost certain that that's the case because <laughs> I mean Disney, I mean Disney's like we're they're we're obviously they're gonna try to make a new X Men. Yeah, they're gonna try yeah. to make completely new X Men. More than likely with a completely new cast, so they don't want this marketed as the X Men because yeah, they're not yeah. the X Men anymore. So, so I, that, that's a that's a conspiracy theory that I'm running with. But um, in terms of this trailer, uh, I mean, it's this movie just one they're showing you. You feel like the same stuff. It's just Jean Grey, you know, turning evil, going through some stuff, and. As someone that, you know, watched X-Men Last Stand recently, um, and Shamar, you watched it with me, right? Yep. Yeah, like, that movie, it just, I just get vibes of that movie again. <laughs> and, like, I mean, this could be a good movie, but there's just no real, like, depth to, like, anything they're showing. It just feels like, yeah, Jean Grey is just on a, on a, on a downturn. And it's like, I still just don't feel like they, like, they, they earned... Exactly, a, a Jean Grey, you know, heel turn because yeah. she's only had one movie. So I'm like, I don't really care, but it, I don't, I don't need a Jean Grey movie. Because it feels like because think about maybe this. go ahead. Well, and maybe like I don't know if this is the movie or not. Like this could just be awful marketing, and that's what I, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that this is like an actual X Men movie, and but it's just being marketed a certain way. But there's just way more depth to like Cyclops and some of the other X Men characters. And it's not just a, a Sophie Turner, you know, monologue the entire movie. But oh. that's what it feels like. 
I mean, Sham, I think to me, uh, the best example I can make as to why this doesn't work is think about the last uh, Fast and Furious movie. When you have Dom being healed and doing this evil stuff. When you watch the trails, you see how powerful he is because you're like, this is our hero. And he's clearly working with the bad guys. Like, how does this even happen? Why is this happening? It creates a lot of confusion. It creates emotional ties to it because you know what this gentleman has been through it doesn't make any sense and, and, and you're puzzled and you're intrigued to want to see how can this possibly be can they get him back or what the deal is but that was earned over what seven movies before they got to that movie yep like with this one it's a problem with me because this sophie turner Jean gray is just not someone that was featured that greatly in the last x-men movie and that was the only other movie she's been in as Jean Grey. So as a as a as a casual viewer, if I'm watching these this trailer, I'm seeing some of the familiar actors, Jennifer Lawrence, um, Fastbender, uh, Matt, uh, McAvoy, but then I'm seeing the whole movie center around this Sophie Turner character, I would be very confused. I'd be like, what is going on? Is this person a villain? How are they on the team? And I, I just I just I don't know. I, I just don't think this was the right way to go about doing this. The Dark Phoenix movie could have absolutely been done, but I think you probably needed at least one or two more movies to make it work. I mean, when Famke Jansen became the Dark Phoenix, like, they botched it, but the first two movies built it up to a great level to where when that happened, it was like, wow. People were looking forward to it. Yeah, people were absolutely looking forward to it. It's just they just botched completely the last movie. This is totally different. This This is just a complete rush job to it. So when I watch these scenes, the emotional pull I'm supposed to have when she's like, attacking Charles and attacking Mystique. I don't have them because this all just feels very rushed and very forced. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Um, I thought the trailer was decent. I, I You know, um, I hope the movie's okay. Uh, but I agree. I mean, it's going to be... they. It's an uphill battle, you know, which is, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Um, uh, but, uh, but, yeah. I mean, it's also unfortunate that... Um, I'm right now my my train of thought when it comes to this movie is I feel like the other characters are going to have to like save the movie. You know? Basically. Like if Magneto, Professor X, and like Quicksilver are like so great, I'm like, yo <laughs> That's kinda of what happened with Apocalypse. I mean Yeah, we honestly. Like, we felt like, man, I mean, at least the young X Men were good. So what yeah. <laughs> you know, mess. Yeah, so I mean they can, I feel like they're gonna have to almost like salvage the movie. Um, I mean, it's funny you brought up the last stand. I feel like regardless of how this movie turns out, I still feel like Sophie Turner is going to be a better Phoenix than, uh, I do agree with that. (laughs) That we got. I agree with that as well. Yeah. I think they're just going to give her more character, I think. Yeah. Because Phoenix, I mean, Famke Jensen did a, Jensen did an awful, she was great at Jean Grey, but she did an awful job in X-Men Last Stand. Uh, she's given awful I mean, material. Yeah, I think it probably was awful direction too. Yeah, awful like, direction. It's not her fault. You yeah, know, put her in a position to not be successful. Yeah, but they made her more like possessed, like exorcist yeah, kind of person. Where it should this seems like it seems like Seinberg has it more closer to what it should be. Yeah, where it should yeah. definitely be more dual personality. But even that, right, we're not seeing right. as much. But it's it's still better than what we got with Jameson. Definitely. So, like, and, I mean, also, I think this movie is just going to be more 
I mean, at least the title and the trails would would insinuate this movie's gonna be more of a like Phoenix, like it's gonna probably be told from more from her perspective than Last Stand was. Last Stand is essentially a movie like, while Phoenix is obviously she's a villain, you know, and it's told from like more so Wolverine's perspective, but like, just like, you know, oh yeah, Professor X is gone. Like, what is the, is the X Men's last stand of like them banding together like five, six, seven random mutants. Uh, random students plus like the the OGs to go and fight Jean Grey. Um, this seems like it's just going to be like Jean Grey's lost it, like, and the X Men have to stop type of thing. But I think it'll be told more from Jean Grey's perspective than Dark Phoenix was, or than Last Stand was. Right? I agree with that. That's that's also that was also a, a misstep in that last movie. That whole thing was Wolverine. I got to get Jean back. <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, this one seems a lot more Gene, and Scott seems, like, the, the one thing I did like about this trailer, it seems like Scott was definitely getting some decent shine here. I, just, I mean, um, I think I've heard that he's going to be, like, he's going to be, heavy, like, featured heavily. Yeah, I mean, that's, it It should be that way, but uh, it's like, some of the stuff they're doing is, like, the right thing, but it's just not the right timing, and it makes me, my, my interest in it just can't, just isn't that going to be that high because of it. I, I hope that they find a way to make this work, but... Also, I don't, I, I don't know, the whole, we saw in the last trailer them, you know, strongly insinuate that Mystique's going to die. Like, they might as well, like, tell us or, like, stop showing her in the movie. Or, I mean, I mean, I, they're doing it because Jennifer Lawrence and they think that people are going to watch because of it. But, like, I it just, like, it just feels like stupid marketing. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care that Mystique's in the movie because, one, I know she's going to die probably fairly early on. And... You're only doing this just to, uh, just, just to get a couple of extra people to the box office. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, it's, but yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is a big money maker for them, and she's been a big part of what they've done with this X Men universe. So, uh, you know, you gotta get a bang for their buck. Exactly. <laughs> that's, a lot of yeah, and that's what they got. They gotta make sure they get it in the trailers as well as the movie, but. uh yeah, with, even in this trailer, setting it up, where like Jennifer is like basically the one being like the most one being like this girl's got to go, and it's like all right, well, <laughs> if one of y'all are going, it ain't gonna be <laughs> Dark Phoenix, not at least until the end of the movie. So uh, you or her, I think we know how that's gonna uh, shape out. But um, let's let's quickly get to some other stories that this week before we do our episode recaps and get out of here, guys. So um, the Swamp Thing. Uh, show, which is set to debut May 31st, I believe, has been halted in its production at episode 10, and a local outlet that got the story, which was pretty remarkable, that, like, you know, this kind of came out out of nowhere, it was the uh, Star News Online, which is, like, a a local um, Delaware, I think it's a Delaware, it says Wilmington, I'm assuming Delaware, uh, Delaware uh, news site, they, uh, I guess I'm assuming they're shooting the movie in there, around the area, and they got word that production was completely halted uh, uh, Tuesday night, which was earlier this week, and that the episode, the show, the last three episodes will likely have to be reshot with a different ending than they were planning. And according to the article, sources are saying that it is due to Warner Brothers um, reevaluating where they stand with the DC streaming platform as of today. So. There were no other details laid out beyond just those words that 
the reason it was given to the crew for the abrupt ending was so that Warner Brothers could evaluate the future of the DC Universe streaming serve, uh, streaming platform. Uh, that's a little surprising that we'd be at this uh, a grim state for the DC Universe app this early, Sham. Yep. Does this surprise you? Surprising to me. This is extremely surprising to the point where I, I almost don't believe it. Um, because, uh, I mean, if that's true, um, if that's true, then I don't know. Maybe they should have just marketed it, the app better. Cause they I didn't think market it's a, that well at all. Because they, it's a good app. Yes. Which, you know, from what I see and just from reading reviews on the app, there aren't that many, like, big complaints. Just that it's not on enough platforms. Yeah. But, like... There's nothing, no complaints with regards to the app itself. I mean, it had some functionality things, but their response team is very good on, like, getting on it (laughs) and responding to people. And they're active, and and I feel like they've handled their app very well for a new app, a new streaming service app. So it's extremely surprising, and not only that, the content on their app isn't that bad. Or it could have been a lot worse, at least. From what what I'm reading, the Hollywood Reporter is also kind of like, they jumped in and kind of are trying to explain some of this stuff, but they, they, they're saying that this is more about uh, Warner Media. Uh, they plan on releasing a larger streaming platform. That they, I guess they want to rival Disney Plus, essentially. Mm. And, you know, Apple, whatever Apple's got coming out. Like, So, like, the plan is, like, they don't know if, like, they want to possibly, like... Fold whatever kind of, is in this. Yeah, take, put everything from DC Universe into what they're, they're planning to do. They don't know what they're doing yet, but they know that that and that's what's led to the Swamp Thing kind of, you know, shortening. Short because it was supposed to be 13, now it's 10 episodes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I it, that's what it seems like this is about, though. That Not necessarily a DC Universe is a negative, but just that they have a higher, higher, like, bar, I guess, that they want to reach. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I think that that would, honestly, I think that would be foolish of them. You know, sometimes you got to kind of know when you have a good thing going. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't mean you have the multi-billion dollar, zillion dollar, massive multi-corporation platform thing. You know, sometimes you got a niche thing that really works well. And I think the DC Universe app, I don't have the numbers in front of me or the spreadsheets in front of me. So I'm only going off of just like what people are saying on social media, what the response has been to their creative content. It seems like they got a decent thing going. It seems like they haven't done too much to go beyond their bridges. Um, they're doing a lot of shows, but it seems like the shows are within a budget that's reasonable for what they're trying to do. Their shows are pretty good. Uh, Titans is pretty good to okay. Doom Patrol is excellent. Young Justice is excellent. Um, we'll see what the Swamp Thing show is like. But uh, and then the you know Warner Brothers and in, in the DC you know library that they have is is can rival anyone. I mean it's 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 remarkable all the DC content they have on there. So to say oh we can do this and fold into something even bigger. I don't know. I just don't. I don't look at Warner Brothers and see this massive collection of things that is going to be lucrative enough to rival a Netflix or a Disney. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, you have you have the Looney Tunes properties. I mean, they have movies. I just don't. I don't. I just don't know if I'm. If like people are gonna like. I don't know if people like associate Warner Brothers like movies and television shows. Like, oh, I gotta go to 
that thing. I think they're just movies. People kind of they they kind of like a mindless, like thoughtless kind of like a faceless rather. They kind of like a faceless corporation to people. I don't think people look at them and say they look. Oh, that's a Warner Brothers pro- pro- property. You know, they were the exception of Looney Tunes. Uh, like everything else, I think is kind of like oh, that's Warner Brothers. I didn't think about that or whatever. Where at Disney, like they put their name and face on everything. They put the mouse on right. everything. Yeah, you know, feel. Yeah, it's not a feel to it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And there's, they, they have a they have a certain signature to how like their movies and things are done, where you can kind of look you know, at that, it. They're all, obviously they're outliers, but it you can tell when something's Disney. Now, obviously, the acquisition of you know Lucasfilm and Marvel is kind of like muddied with what Disney means. And Disney's but those properties are so huge that like now like you now like like. Now I don't like I know they're different, but I know it's Disney because like now it's like another it's like a super team. It's like oh this is right, exactly. another thing that's not with Disney. Exactly, and you know they've, I mean, I mean people have talked about, especially Star Wars fans that Disney Star Wars might feel a little different than you know Lucas Star Wars, and you know it, it also helps that you know they have cartoons coming on Disney Channel now. On, for both Marvel and Lucasfilm, like they, they, the the Disney brand has, uh, is just it's larger than the Warner. One is one is larger than the, the Warner Brothers brand. And it just means more to the content. Um, DC is not necessarily as synonymous with Warner Brothers. Uh, like I said, Looney Tunes is the one thing where like, you know, you think Warner Brothers, or if you think Looney Tunes, you think Warner Brothers. Um, I I just don't know if like. If they're doing themselves any favor by separating, what I don't know why they can't have multiple is the other question. But and that's also, that's what I, that's also what I thought too. But I mean, I'm sure financially it's much easier to just have yeah. one thing. But and, yeah, I thought why, about that as if, well. If you're gonna make the streaming service big, like why not go all in? You know, why be like we're gonna keep we're gonna cut like half of our most popular content. And to be honest, I think if there's anything that has a identity outside of Warner Brothers is DC. Again, besides maybe Looney Tunes. Unless it's something else I'm forgetting that someone can mention. But, like, I think they probably look at that and say, well, this and is... Yeah, DC, this is, they also have, like, the Harry Potter universe. Harry Potter. Yeah, right. Harry Potter is the one thing. But that's another thing. I don't think anyone associates Harry Potter with Warner Brothers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's... it's Where I think DC, they have a little bit of that connection, which is why I, I could see why they would look at this and say... Hmm, like we're gonna launch our own thing. Like this is we we need this. Like this, this is what we're gonna have to have. This, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, Warner Brothers, man, they gotta get it together. Okay, they can't they can't be canceling apps. A year, to, a year in, a year in to start a new app. Yeah, it seems it seems bunch. extremely rash. Yeah, that's that's extremely rash. It's an arms race. You know, to cancel an app because Disney's coming out with a bigger app. So all we need a even bigger oh, app. That's what's coming out next year also. Like, what? If they're going to do that, they better just transfer the subscriptions over. Same price. You know? <laughs> like, they would need to do that. Yeah. I'm being dead serious. Like, like that's so stupid. Like, like so... Look, you know, if they're going to be canceling apps, they need to take responsibility for, one, not having as good movies as Marvel. Okay. You can't market your stuff better because it's not as good. Most people don't know about Warner Brothers and DC Universe because the movies ain't as good. If Justice League was a huge success, you know, like a huge Titanic success, maybe people would be going crazy about this app. You know, maybe if those movies were available, um, you know, on on the app, people would be going crazy for it. But they did, they decided not to go down that route. 
So, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, they made this bet, and they need to just sleep in it, like, and just deal with it. The app is, is fine. It's not a bad app. It's not like, you know, people aren't getting it. Um, they didn't roll it out very well, um, but it, it's here. And like I said, it, it at least works well. So just improve it. Just improve upon that. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I, I don't think they're, if that if that is what's going on, they're not approaching this well at all. Yeah. I, I don't blame DC for this at all. This all sounds yeah. like it's coming from Warner It Brothers, all sounds like it's coming from Warner Which, Brothers. I mean, look, we talk about it with sports. Sometimes, like, sometimes teams can't get out of their own way if they have bad ownership. <laughs> and yeah. and sometimes with some of the stuff we've seen from Warner Brothers and how much chaos is at t- at the very top of it, you know? I mean, we, they just lost their CEO to a Do sex it. scandal a couple months ago. I mean, this kind of... And it, yeah, go ahead, Kendall. Well, no, I was going to say, doing this, doing this podcast, it, it, uh, you really see how much like this, like the movie industry is, is similar to the sports. Industry. Oh, absolutely. Where like actors, I feel like are players, like directors or coaches, and like the organizations are like the the, the studios. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, this. And, yeah. And it's like, just like we talked about, you know, how you know Ratner, you know, put put uh Jansen in, a, in an awful spot. You know, as a, almost like a coach putting a player in a terrible position, like you know, it's yeah. She had Jansen running this running the spread offense, <laughs> you know, exactly. in, the, in the pro style. Like you know, it's, it, everything is like uh, my friend Torres, side of Martin Torres. Uh, he, like he always says, uh, everything is wrestling. Um, they, they, you can also compare a lot of stuff to wrestling, but definitely you can compare everything to sports too. Like it's uh, it's 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 not good. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the future of the DC Universe is, app is, but I just think it's kind of ridiculous that this early on, um, with so much great KRK content they've put together, that they're like it's ready to like go to the drawing board. Like that's just like it's absurd. It's like it's mean like you were selling your. Fa- I mean, I know their their promotion wasn't that good, and maybe it was for a reason. I tend to think that maybe Warner Brothers had this kind of in mind all along, personally, in my like own twisted way, and maybe DC again still didn't know. But I think that maybe the top top heads of Warner Brothers may saw this. As kind of like a proving ground, because because it was bizarre to me that they didn't promote this app better, you know, yeah. they they didn't do much marketing for the app. So the fact yeah, that they did not go all in with DC Universe. No, they did. They it definitely did not. Absolutely, they did not go. They did not go all in on this. This was the equivalent of a music artist being undershipped. Like, like a lot of talk about if, what happened with his first album. Imagine if Disney Plus like just wasn't on like gaming consoles and like <laughs> was on like very few like platforms yeah. be like what is this? i yeah. mean and imagine if disney plus didn't have any of the live action any of the, like the recent live action movies on there exactly. like, it just had older stuff like i'm on there i'm like yo where's justice league where's man of steel where's <laughs> right. like the dceu <laughs> yeah. like it's just not on the app yeah like come on yeah they they clearly they clearly they didn't they didn't value it the way they should have but again that makes me wonder if this was kind of a dummy test but clearly the creatives didn't though because uh um, the people at Swamp Thing said they were blindsided by this, according to the reports. So, I don't know. Uh, Warner Brothers sometimes the team. It's like it's again. Yeah, it's like you're rooting for a team to succeed, and sometimes they just they they just cannot get out of their own way. And I hope this works out for them. But man, I, I, this Swamp Thing it kind of ruins the Swamp Thing you know debut for me because now I see a show that was supposed to be 13 episodes now it's gonna be 10. How's that gonna look? It's gonna look weird. Like. Did you? I'm sure. I assume you guys saw the teaser. I did not see the teaser. So. I saw it. Yeah. I mean, it's just I, like I it's just it. like it just shows Swamp Thing, basically. Yeah, he looks um, good. How's he? He looks good. 
I think he was fine. Cool. Um, it's unfortunate that this is how uh, this thing's playing off that show. But a uh, last thing quickly, guys, uh, uh, The Gifted canceled by Fox. This was expected with the Disney Disney Fox deal, including the X-Men properties going over to Marvel. Um, but nonetheless, it still hurts. This was a, a really strong show for two seasons. I think that the way they kind of wrapped it up, you know, you could definitely go on with this show being done with two at two seasons. But uh, what do you guys make of, of the end of, of The Gifted and its legacy? I am, uh, you know, I'm saddened, you know. I enjoyed The Gifted quite a bit. Um, and I thought they were... Uh, I thought they were definitely going somewhere with the story. Um, ugh. yeah, I mean, I feel like it could, it could only go, um, it could kind of only go so far. Uh, uh, and honestly, I feel like the, this decision may have also come from Disney and in, in the mouse. Um, oh, it's almost certainly this is what happened. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I mean. It's un- very unfortunate, you know, that yeah, the fight th- you was like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> not, not on my watch. So like, I don't see that on the list of, of uh, streaming service shows. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's very, very unfortunate that this is what ha- this is what's going on. Um, but hopefully they could do something similar, you know, with the X-Men and uh, give us some good television content. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the 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 most unfortunate part about this, I mean, I I expected this, you know, like, I think when we talked about like the end of it, I was like, I don't know if we're in another season, like I don't know how we could, uh, given the timeline, but, um, I I feel like, the the problem I had, not the problem, what's sad about this is that like, we when you look at Fox and like what they've done with Gotham, like. One, I, I mean, you can make the case to Gifts is a better show than Gotham. It I don't is think a better show as, than Gotham. Yeah, like, I don't think it's as, like, you know, interesting, you know, or, like, as, mm-hmm. like, you know, it doesn't have, like, the shock value that Gotham has, obviously. But it's probably, a, it's the, the quality of the show is just higher um, on an episode-to-episode basis. But, like, Gotham was, was given, like, y- like, years of rope. Even though it was very up and down and had a lot of low, very low moments that we talked about on the show, um, all the way to the point where it's able to at least finish out its story. So, as someone that I mean, I like Gotham, and as someone that likes Gotham, like I'm glad that you know we're now getting to the point where we could eventually or we will eventually be seeing Batman versus Joker soon. Like, the problem with the Gifted is that I feel like they they weren't given the opportunity to finish out whatever story they wanted to tell. You know, I don't know if they were leading to something. You know, the the finale ended on a way in which like there was like no tease. I mean, the tease, but there was no like context as to what could possibly be happening. Mm-hmm. So like, which I think could have been because they just had low expectations for even coming back. Yeah. But um, so it was like, what's the point of even like putting any effort <laughs> for, like a real cliffhanger? <laughs> Nothing happening. Wasn't the cliffhanger but, uh, just uh, blink being alive? Yeah, Blink yeah. just showed up. It was like, fuck, guys, like, follow me. Some sort of dystopian future. Yeah. So it seemed like they were going to do like a Day of the Future Past type thing. But 
I mean, they, they, they didn't tease where they went. They didn't show where they went. They didn't say, like, it was just, like, it was just Blake's, Blake was back, and she looked a little different and stuff. So yeah, like, I remember right. that. So, I don't know. I mean, it's unfortunate, but not a shot. Yeah, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what ended up happening. Uh, uh, Deadline saying that, you know, uh, there have been no conversations, but there's a chance to get the could find a home within the Disney family. Uh, the show is produced by Marvel Television, which currently has, uh, um, you know, uh, has a series on, you know, Freeform with, uh, with what's the name? Uh, oh, I can't remember them. Cloak and Dagger. And uh, Hulu with The Runaways. And, I mean, to me, The Gifted does kind of, would kind of perform respectably on those platforms that they did yep. want to do that, especially to me, Freeform. But, uh, for Fox, I think when you compare it to Gotham, I think one of the big things was that Gotham had a, had a large fan base. The Gifted never got that kind of fan base. Gotham was a really solid performer when it came to ratings, even deep into its run, whereas The Gifted never quite, uh, I don't think, resonated that great with in terms of rating standpoint, which is why it kind of got you know danced around and random hiatuses uh, because it didn't do as well. So it's an unfortunate end, but... Hopefully, it, it, maybe it's not the official, official end. But if it is, again, I think that it ended in a way in which, you know, yes, it was abrupt, but, you know, we kind of got somewhat of an ending uh, with uh, the death of the Strucker, uh, the Strucker dad and, and, you know, and seeing that Blink was alive. But, you know, I, I think that I think it's a decent way for the end. Uh, if this is uh, how it all shakes out. Um, let's quickly, guys, do our uh, episode recaps this week. So let's start with The Flash. This was the Godspeed episode. This was the return from the hiatus. This is Nora's backstory. I thought this was a really good episode. I think this was probably one of my favorite episodes of The Flash all season. Maybe my most favorite episode of The Flash all season. I had to look back and kind of remember all of them before I just outward say that. But it was. I thought this was a really solid episode, one of the best ones we've had. I thought Godspeed looked great. Um, I thought the costume looked great. There were a couple of CGI moments that I thought were a little gratuitous and unnecessary, but for the most part, I thought they they, they nailed that character pretty well. Um, I kind of, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I kind of feel unfortunate that like, oh, this guy is just like a one-off early on for Nora, and that we probably won't see him ever again. But I thought he looked great. I thought Nora's backstory was really fascinating to see. I think they did a good job with it. I'm, I'm still... What I love about what they've done is that, you know, we've just gotten away from the whole Cicada nonsense. I mean, seeing this episode being so centered around Zoom. Yeah. I mean, not Zoom, but uh, with uh, Reverse Flash. Thon, and seeing yeah. seeing that the, that showdown between at the end between Barry and Thawne. And kind of seeing this show clearly kind of pivot to more being more Thawne-based. Uh, in the next preview for next week, there's no cicada anywhere to be found i just i'm just hoping that this is kind of how this continues i don't know why they felt the need to have us go through that cicada nonsense to get to here but I, i'm 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 more intrigued with how this will shape out in the end now that we're here i thought this was a, a really solid episode of kind of establishing who nora is how she got her powers and i thought it all really all worked really well i thought it was a solid episode um I mean, I feel like the whole one-off Godspeed, Godspeed seemingly being a one-off kind of like hurt it for me. Yeah, because yeah. he looked so amazing. He looked awesome. He looked awesome. I was like, I'm just like, whoa. He looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, forget Cicada, man. Godspeed, new villain, and then she just and then like Reverse Flash just helps her beat him. 
Yeah. I, when, when she first got her powers, she beats Godspeed. I'm like, all right. You know, I guess, <laughs> I guess that's the end of Godspeed. They nerfed Godspeed. They, nerf, they OD nerfed Godspeed. But I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, if that's what they want to do, then I, you know. So that kind of that kind of turned me off. But the rest of the episode I thought was very good. Um, you know, uh, I like the, uh, um, I like the development and showing how, like you were saying, showing how Nora got her powers and, and everything that happened. And I like that Iris is like, give her another chance, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, I thought, it, I thought it was a solid episode otherwise. I, I liked it. I thought a lot of the, you know, the, the character motivations for a lot of the people made sense. Um. Like how, why Nora is the way she is, why Iris, the way that Iris would be like, I ain't letting you just take my daughter and throw her in some jail. What the hell is wrong with you, fool? <laughs> like, like I'm gonna listen to what she has to right. say at least, you know. Like, um, and even in the preview, Kendall, uh, uh, a little bit of what we saw from Iris, I was, I, I was like, okay, I, I like. It seems like this is all making sense storyline. Like this seems more and more like maybe they're getting back on the same page. Uh, what did you make of the Godspeed episode? Um. I agree. I thought I thought like I feel like this show is headed in the right direction. Like like EJ mentioned, you know, getting away from the cicada stuff for a little bit. Like it showed that I it, this show it still has its legs when one when you focus on speedsters, clearly that's always the most interesting uh dynamic. Um but I, I, I agree with Shamari that one Godspeed looked amazing, uh, but that the story of Godspeed that they told I thought was underwhelming. It was. You know, they they, you know I I thought they were going to make him a more grand type of type of villain, and they essentially you know kind of made him you know a better looking version of you know your your geomancer you know random yeah. kind. Of Why do they waste such a good What costume. sucks though is that August has like in the comic books i mean he's close to barry like he's a detective right. and you know him and barry work closely together and like we kind of uh i'm trying to i don't know if i can compare them to anybody but you know if you kind of think of like some of the stuff you hear from like i don't this is a far stretch but like some of the the, the charles xavier magneto stuff that they established with that i think that dc when they did the rebirth were playing with that a little bit with barry and august august feeling like you know the idea that criminals are getting off free and that his brother was someone who was murdered by a criminal and that you know that the system maybe doesn't work the way it should like those guys kind of going back and forth were really great moments and i was kind of hoping that guys would be someone that nora knew maybe it was someone who also worked in the dg in, in, in the sc in you know in the police department in the in the, in the ccpd so yeah. the fact that we didn't get any of that, he was just some random dude that was like at the lab that like was trying to get like I don't like know. Like her friend could have been a good person to be Godspeed on. Him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know they. they yeah, they they. I mean that I I don't think they realized how much people really were like looking forward to this. To be honest, I yeah, think they, I think they yeah, knew they I think they knew it would be happen. a good moment, but I don't think they knew like oh people really care about this character like we should really give him more. I think people thought it'd be like oh this would be a cute little thing for the fans and they'll probably like it. It's like no we want. Godspeed could be a, a, he was a villain of the season. We'd be very excited for that. Like, yeah, they they yeah, undersold so, themselves a little bit. Yeah, I I mean I feel like the the episode like the Nora the Nora Thon stuff was really good. The Nora, uh, you know, kind of the conflict that the, her entire backstory and origin I thought was cool. Um, I feel like 
it, part of me was like they were telling kind of a story that we had kind of already pieced together, you know, or was already told, you know, about like, you know, why, you know, yeah, like, you know, you put a chip in me, why, it, they're just kind of showing stuff that this year already explains all kind of hard work, but, um, it was good, though, to get that kind of perspective on how things played out, um, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of like I felt like they were kind of like I thought they were harsh on 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 Wells or Sherlock Wells. Um, I thought so too. Know, for but, like, but I mean they they, like, didn't, they weren't going too like crazy. A, thankfully, a major conspiracy. Yeah, they they were just you know pissed that he they they didn't tell him sooner. But like he didn't know. I mean he, he assumed. Yeah, it was like it wasn't like one of Cisco's. You know, I don't know why they just had Cisco while out. Seems like every every season. Yeah, he just overreacts about something, <laughs> but but it was it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I feel like Sherlock's answers were like very reasonable. It was like uh, me too. I'm an investigator and like I follow the facts. And <laughs> just jump to a conclusion that I may have. Like he's like, you didn't think to tell us. He's like, I didn't know for sure. <laughs> I was investigating. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that's a pretty large you know thing. Yeah, yeah, I think she yeah, yeah. You think like yeah, you think he want to bring that up to the like the family of this girl and be like, oh, y'all, y'all girl, she's working with Thawne, Like when he didn't really know, like, what if he was wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I thought that was, I thought that was a little harsh, uh, and nobody maybe stepped in and been like, yo, like, honestly, I think he just did, I don't know. How I was thinking it, and you guys were thinking it. Nobody, none of them, like it was six of them. None of them were like, yeah, honestly, I think Will was in the right, but. um yeah, no, nah, I, I think it's, I think we're heading in the right direction with Flash. Um, I hope so. Uh, who do we? I mean, what what do you, what do we think is going to be the main storyline? Like, who's going to be the villain? I mean, it is really weird how this is all going down. Yeah, I mean, like I said, true. I mean, like Cicada, is Cicada, is it going to be? I, I think it's I think it's going to be Wells. I really do. I mean, to me, like that last after credit quote unquote scene with that Barry and. Wells face off is I mean that's like you know, the Barry you know you know Dawn face off with the Wells face I mean that that to me is like yeah. that's I mean I don't know how you you then decide oh let's go back to see what Cicada's up to no one cares about that anymore like yeah this whole season was yeah. done very bizarrely the the one thing I do want to say too also is that uh, shout out to Tom Cavanaugh once again for another brilliant performance oh yeah um, yes. seeing him. And you can almost see, like, his acting is so good. You can almost see in his, like, face and his, like, emotional inflection and his voice inflection, like, him kind of, like, going through the stuff with Nora and realizing, this reminds me when I was training Barry. Kind of him, like, and him taking joy in that. Because as he said many times, he's like, look, as much as I, I hate who you become, like, I really did enjoy, like, training you. Like, I did really, like, look, like being their mentor. Like, there was something about that that really... I like despite what I've done to you how much I hate you like and you can see him have that same feeling for Nora as he's telling her about trying to phase and stuff and like seeing those like those clocks turn in his head uh was like wow like that's it's just like it's subtle acting there but like you could see how he did that and that was good the the episode was shout out to uh, Daniel Panabaker she directed this episode I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, we I mentioned uh, that last time. Yeah, yeah, like she deserves, I think, a, a really a lot of credit. I mean, she couldn't write what they did with Godspeed, but in terms of the direction they <laughs> gave her, I mean, in terms of what they, the story they gave her, and what she tried, how she directed the show, I thought she did a fantastic job. I thought it was one of the best yeah. directed episodes we've had this season. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. She did a great job, you know, kind of framing the whole Nora stuff. Yeah, I thought she did a good job. Yeah, so we'll 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 end up seeing how this all shakes out in terms of whether or not Cicada makes an appearance. If that Cicada never shows up again, I wouldn't. I would to be totally fine. And I almost feel like they kind of. I kind of think that they kind of. I thought Nora's comment being like, "Yeah, I came to get the last person that you never got, and we never got him." I kind of thought they were kind of maybe playing up that like, no, Cicada's gone. Like, (laughs) like I feel like that with the way she said it and the way it was kind of put in there. It, it it gave me the impression that maybe this is them telling us that like okay like Cicada like yeah. Cicada's like gone like they never got this person like that actually is the person that never got like this it's gonna continue to be that storyline um I don't know if that's gonna be the exact case but I, again if I never see you know the the female Cicada again it just I wouldn't care I totally would have no problem with that. Let's wrap up the show talking about Arrow. So this was the episode called The Lost Canary. This episode was very uh, Laurel, Earth 2, Laurel, Lance-centric. She's a wanted fugitive for the death of some gang member who I guess I'm supposed to care about. I don't care about at all. This episode was a little hard for me to really uh, get behind. It was kind of... I thought it was a bad episode to come back from in a long hiatus because so much was established with and Miko to just throw that completely to the wayside and give me a Laurel Lance centric show. And it's not that I actually I've grown to kind of like this Laurel Lance too. I, I know that's kind of crazy. I've hated Black Siren for the majority of the time she's been on Flash and Arrow, but I, I've grown to kind of like where kind of where her place is in the whole new Arrow Team Arrow situation. And but to throw her in this situation, coming off a long hiatus where you had a massive reveal, and she, it, what to me felt like a random fight with like being her old self again. Like I don't know, I didn't really know why she decided to just be criminal. I don't know why he decided to just stop being a criminal at the end of the episode. I, I don't. I, I, this felt like a filler filler episode. It just felt like there was no real status quo change other than she's leaving the show, which was perhaps when they were kind of creating the story and we know that this next season of Arrow is going to be very different with, you know, Felicity gone, Diggle gone, potentially. Um, we haven't heard anything about Cassidy, but if this was Cassidy's last stand, that would not be surprising. It felt like they had to find a way to write her off the show. And this was their way to do it. Well, let's give her a centric, a, a Laurel centric episode, just like they did when they killed up the first Laurel Lance. Um, so that when she gets to send off, it feels right. But, this story didn't work for me that much. Even the side Oliver story didn't work for me either at all. And I even thought how they figured out that somehow Dante was connected to the killing, which wasn't that exciting or impressive. I don't know. This was an underwhelming episode of Arrow. So it, it wasn't executed poorly. It wasn't... There was nothing like innately wrong with it. I just, I just didn't think there was anything compelling to watch this week with this episode. I mean, I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't think it was a bad episode. I thought it was decent. I mean, I've been okay okay with Laurel's story for really all season. Um, I agree. It's kind of strange that they chose the coming off of hiatus to have it be her main episode. Um, I think this is like the first episode that's mainly focused on her. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed the inclusion of White Canary, uh, though I'm very behind on Legends of Tomorrow, so I could only be so excited. 
Cause yeah, I don't, it was very, yeah, it was honestly it was like seeing a ghost. Yeah, because I didn't, because I don't know what she's doing in the other show. So, <laughs> I mean, it was cool seeing her, but I'm just like, I don't know what your story is. Yeah, those so, those, those crossovers have way more meaning when you're like watching the show. Yeah, when you're actively watching the show. So, so yeah, I mean, it, either way, it was cool seeing her involved. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought the episode was okay. You know, I'm glad Laura was redeemed and all that because she was just gonna go back to being Black Siren. And I was gonna be kind of sour on the whole story, but. Uh, but I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Kendall. Yeah, you know, I I, I thought this episode was... Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I was here for when you guys talked about the uh, the last episode, which I thought be about Emiko. I thought yeah. that was really good. Yeah, we um, said that that was a really good show, episode. Yeah, but uh, I thought this episode was kind of... Uh, uh, it was all right. You know, I'll be honest, <laughs> it was kind of boring. You know, I think... <laughs> Um, it definitely it didn't hit me to like the last like ten minutes of the episode that they were going for like a Birds of Prey episode. I know <laughs> it totally to the last that little last line by Felicity. I was like, oh, this is what they were going for. <laughs> didn't when they were didn't like, me at all. When, yeah, when they were like walking, when they were all like walking out together, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. And she said like, was, she said was like a, we're a league of birds, whatever she said. I was like, I was like, oh. This is what they're doing. Yeah, and I had heard that they were doing a Birds of Prey episode, but just obviously just totally forgot. But yeah, so like, I mean, I think they could have. I think they could have done a better. They wanted to do that clearly, so they kind of, you know, kind of tried to throw together some story and also try to write out Black Siren. I just feel like they chose the wrong story to tell. Honestly, um, I think they could have probably crafted that better. But um, but no, I mean. I, Arrow, I think it's been uh been solid, you know. I, I or do we are we like convinced that like Dante is the final villain? You know, I do find. Like, I think Emiko. I think at the end of the day they're gonna find their way to get Emiko. I don't know. I get the impression that somehow Emiko will end up working with them to stop Dante at some point. It could be like the season finale. I don't. I think like her heel turn is gonna be long. Like I don't. I think that she will be evil up until the moment. Of okay, Dante's the guy who killed my mom, and like, I, we have to stop this guy somehow. I don't know. I don't think that's gonna be like immediate. I don't think it's gonna be oh, last three or four episodes. I think it's gonna be towards the end. But yeah, I think eventually they do back join. They join back forces and they're working together to stop him. Yeah. Um. I think that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it will be. Either way, I'm I'm so not concerned with Dante. That like, <laughs> same, same I'm just like, I mean, look, if it's Emiko, I'm like, okay, it's Emiko. If it's not, if they team up, it's like, I'm the, like, it's like the opposite of the Dawn effect. <laughs> it's like yeah. with this one, I would prefer just to let them go ride out with Emiko and not bring in some other like right. light and shiny yeah, armor exactly. villain. Whereas this one is like, no, 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 like, you know, with a flash, it's like, oh no, please, no more cicada, bring yeah. in Dawn. Like, it's the exact I mean, opposite. It was weird. This. What's weird is that, like, Dante, like, it's kind of similar to almost, like, Caden James. But, like, not nearly as, like, goofy. Or not nearly as, like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't, like, you know, I don't respect whatever story they're going to tell about this guy. But it's just, like, they, they, I don't know. They're just the way they've told it, it's just been way too, like, like, just they just brought this dude out of nowhere. So now you expect me to care about him? And, like, I don't know. You know, they they have to do a better job of like really teasing and like building up 
these characters for when like they do arrive, it, it it means something, you know. And they tried that with Caden James. The problem was with Caden James was that it, it just fell apart when we realized who he was. This guy like just kind of come out of nowhere, and you know the ninth circle and you know whatever any of this stuff is like, I uh, you know they, I just feel like they could have done a better job of uh, introducing his character and getting us more excited for him. Yeah. Um, and so much of this is crazy because they've given him so much lip service with all the stuff that Diggle and Lila were going through with Argus to never really get a confrontation with him all this time. Exactly. It, it just all was weird. Everything that's happened with the, the <laughs> Dante stuff has been a little weird. They, they've they been able to get past it with, you know, pretty good character work with uh, Oliver, with um, with Emiko, uh, with uh, Ricardo Diaz being such a strong villain for like, the first seven or eight episodes during the whole prison situation. Like, but I do think they're kind of hitting a rut here where they kind of have to really find their footing a little bit. So uh, this episode, which, again, serves as like a pseudo-birds-of-prey episode, just wasn't... didn't work that much for me. I did like seeing... Uh, uh, the White Canary back though. I mean, again, we have, we haven't watched Legends in a while, and I do plan on one day finally catching up. So seeing that character I hadn't seen in a long time was was really cool. Um, that was cool. I, I, her inclusion felt a little awkward, but and I mean, again, it was because they were trying to shoehorn in a you know a bird of prey story, but um, and also maybe it's because I haven't watched Legends in a while, so like you know it kind of feels random, but. Um, I don't know. I, I, again, I just thought they could have done a little better with a lot of like the story details. Word. Um, but I think that's a good place to wrap the show, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode of the New Generation um, Hero Talk Podcast. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Generation Media, where you can catch plenty of videos uh, and original content on not just heroes, but sports as well. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media We're on Facebook, New Generation Media, on Twitter at New Generation Pod, and on Instagram at New Generation Podcast. Follow Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat MCSham22. Follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram at Action EJ. Once again, we'll be back next week with more Hero Talk for Shamari. And for next week is a, is a Avengers review. Avengers, Avengers review. Yeah. So it's not just a regular Hero Talk episode. Next week's going to be a massive show. So, uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I mean,. Unless there's probably like, the biggest show we've ever done. News, it might be the only thing we talk about. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I told you earlier today. I was like, that's going to be the only thing we do. Unless there's something crazy massive that has to be brought up that week. Which, it's you good. know, you know, knowing Warner Brothers, they'll probably try and do some, doing something crazy. Yeah, a Superman movie. <laughs> or, yeah. we, we finally have a, we finally casted a Batman. <laughs> you know, I could definitely see some Batman casting. Or, or the main villain of the Batman movie being uh, released to get some kind of shine on, on their product. But, uh, but um, but nonetheless, if none of that happens, you're gonna get only Avengers stuff. So that should be a, a big show. Again, I would argue maybe it's our biggest show we've ever done. So I'm excited for that. Hope you guys will be here to uh, enjoy it and listen to us as well. But for Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. We'll see you next week. Peace.